Serena, do you know what Ayurveda is? Uh, well, um, I wow, I, I think I do. I don't know if I'm going to give the exact correct definition, but um, I guess for the purposes of this moment, I, I guess I don't. <laughs> well, no one would know if you said yes or no. Yeah, I know. I'm too honest. <laughs> Mama. Welcome, parents, to Raising Amazing. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Gator-Warsh, board-certified pediatrician specializing in integrative medicine. And I'm Serena Vincent. I'm an actor, writer, and new mother. Join us in learning and laughing as we navigate through the messy path of parenthood. And together, let's begin Raising, Raising Amazing. I don't know. <laughs> Dada. Okay. So, well, I do know sort of what it is. It's an Eastern medicine philosophy that I believe is from, or, or not philosophy, but practice mm -hmm. from India. Correct. And there is a lot about, it's very, um, you know, focused on food. And I know there's like hot foods and cold foods. And at one time I took like an online test to see like mm -hmm. which one I was. Which dosha. Wh which yeah. exactly <laughs> dosha. And um, and so, yeah, there we go. That That's that's about the extent of my knowledge. That sounds like about uh, the Western knowledge of, of Indian medicine, I would say. Other than yoga. we probably You probably know yoga. I do. Like I'm proficient in yoga. Mm -hmm. However... You know, I've been going to Eastern medicine doctors forever. Mm -hmm. So, and and I, I I feel like as a term, people know Chinese medicine more. They feel like they know acupuncture a little mm -hmm. bit more. Um, and Ayurveda, you know, similar. Uh, you know, overall, we're not going to get into details, but similar as to Chinese medicine, but from India, and they have multiple different, um, you know, parts to it, right? In terms of, you know, Ayurveda is the the general science, and and yoga is the you know, the movement. Part of it and there's mm -hmm. breathing parts of it so we don't have to get into all the details but i think it's an important term to to know just because i think it's going to become more and more popular um in america because of what it practices and what it teaches and just like you know yoga um came over because it was you know popular and cool and it's something to do the real reason you're doing it is for uh, exercise and stress reduction and and movement right and and these things came in kind of because they're cool but the reality is we're doing them because we want to stay healthy and there's a lot that we can learn uh, from these eastern philosophies and there's a lot that we need to incorporate into western medicine uh, that has worked very well for thousands and thousands of years um, and some of these problems are really seeping into western world and we don't necessarily have great answers for them but individuals who practice these other philosophies have a very different way of thinking about things and it can be super helpful to you or your kids. Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen that in my own office for very complicated patients where, my own family, where working with um, an alternative practitioner also gets you to think about things in a very different way and complements Western medicine very nicely. Yes, I do do one Ayurvedic thing in my mm -hmm. life often. I, I make kitchery. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who uh, you remember, Libby Edson, who we had mm -hmm. on season one? She okay. taught me. So I make a kitchen, which is like if you don't mm -hmm. know this, it's like a big soup stew. It is, um, but it's vegetarian, mm -hmm. and it's a certain combination of herbs and spices that you put in all at, at a specific time, and 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 then specific herbs and things that you don't put into your soups like you you would normally put like garlic and onion in, in like a chicken soup you don't use that um you use other spices and um vegetables and lentils and different things mm -hmm. and it is so 
healing to the body. So whenever I feel like I'm getting sick or Nico's getting sick, I make kitchery. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's their chicken soup. Yeah, it's their, it's their chicken so soup. It's, um, I mean, we've hit everything that you would know. You know the very American discussion about uh, about are Eastern you, medicine. Are you talking <laughs> crap about my... <laughs> Both of us. You know, we're talking about yoga and uh, what Ayurveda is and, and kitchery and doshas. And, and okay. we have a PETA thing. I, I think that, you know, our, our amazing guru who's going to be on today is going to probably shake yes, his head when yes. he hears this. Yeah, right. Um, but so, I think he's also probably used to it because he works <laughs> in America. Um, but I, I think that it's, it's important to bring in the concepts of, of what this means. But it, it's such a deeper... Uh, magical philosophy, and I would never even pretend to know the beginnings of this because it's you know years and just like you go through medical school, um, you know you, years and years and years of practice and learning. It's a completely different world. But I think it's really interesting to introduce people to it. Yes, um, I'm excited because our our guest today is is really one of the you know he's a guru, he's a world leader, he's amazing, um, and there's a lot to learn from from this uh, this philosophy and this mentality that he brings. Um, and that Eastern medicine bring to health. And as doctor just said, the medicine really is magic. And so is Zubin Bilamoria, who we have here with us today. He is a practitioner of Ayurveda with offices in Los Angeles, California. His practice extends over vast areas of health, well-being, and therapeutics to include pain management, autoimmune and metabolic diseases, chronic GIs, G- chronic GI issues, behavioral issues in kids, trauma, and often imbalances undiagnosed for decades. His client base has included pregnant women and breastfeeding newborns to seniors as old as 91 years. Zubin's fascinating life journey and transformation from an engineering business consultant to a wellness Ayurvedic practitioner was recently published in Voyage LA. We are so honored to have Dr. Zubin Bilamoria here with us today. Thank you, Zubin. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. I mean, I know Zubin very well. He works a lot um, in Thank our office. Thank you for having me. He's, he's here with a lot of our uh, our patients, and, and he's really a, a absolutely magical healer. And so that's why I wanted to bring him on today, because I do think that a lot of parents have maybe never heard of the word Ayurveda or don't really know what that is. They might have heard of yoga, uh, but maybe they don't know what it is. So maybe you can start there, uh, Zubin, because you you work in in the Ayurvedic practices. And so maybe you can just give people a little background on what that even means and and how that relates to to yoga, which they probably did hear of. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, first of all, thank you so much, Serena and uh, Joel, for having me on your on your show. It is such a pleasure to speak to young parents raising the future citizens of this world. So let's dive into the subject at hand of Ayurveda. As Joel said, this is a sister science of uh, yoga. Actually, predates yoga by a couple of thousand years, maybe, and it's called Ayurveda rather than Ayurveda in Sanskrit originally. It is a science of natural medicine practiced in India for millennia, by some estimates almost seven thousand years old. Okay, the word Ayurveda would actually mean the science of life, the science of longevity. Deal with medicine right? It deals with all aspects of life um, and all aspects of living from conception to old age, uh, physical, emotional selves, our psychosomatic aspects of life, and the connection between the mind and the body 
And perhaps in some other literature connected to Ayurveda, there's the connection to the soul. See, in the West, the word medicine comes into the picture when you are primarily ill, when something is not right with your health. But Ayurveda has volumes on how to ensure continuous exceptional health through various stages of our life so that illness can be kept away from us, right? Uh, simple understanding the principles of constitution, living with the cycles of nature, eating the right food, using the right spices, understanding your body. Um, so see, in the West, the word medicine comes into the picture only when we are ill, when something is not right with our health, right? But Ayurveda has volumes on how to ensure continuous exceptional health through various stages of our life so that illness itself can be kept away. So in one way, it is what we now call preventative medicine. Even before we step into therapeutics because of illness, Ayurveda explains preventative medicine by telling us the simple principles of understanding our constitution, living with the cycles of nature, eating the right foods based on our body types, simple herbs in the kitchen that can, that can work wonders to keep our balance. And only later do we actually delve into therapeutics or medicine as we know it. Right. And, and I want to say that, that that's what um, kind another of, interesting. I was gonna say yeah. that, and that's what I think is so amazing about uh, Eastern philosophy, whether you talk about, you know, Chinese <clears throat> medicine or Ayurvedic medicine, is that there is and always has been such a focus on uh, health and <clears throat> wellness and prevention. And it's not um, just focused on treatment, which is unfortunately where a lot of modern Western medicine has gone. Um, and that is 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 where we here in the West um, have something to learn, and that something needs to we need to be adopting more of these principles in the way that we um, approach health and wellness in kids. And, and I'm curious for for you know in Ayurveda. Um, well, I know the answer, but I want you know I think that you know it'd be useful for the the people listening to know is 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 this something that that is practiced for children as well? Because a lot of people that are listening, or most people listening to our podcast, have kids and their parents. And um, do you practice Ayurveda on children? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, like I said earlier, and and you mentioned, you know, it is it is a science of wellness, and as a science of wellness, as well as of therapeutics. Uh, there is a specialized branch actually in Ayurveda called Bala Chikitsa, which is for very little young babies. And then there is something called, um, uh, uh, technically, Bala Chikitsa. And uh, there is a center, there's a science, there's a part of Ayurveda called Bala Chikitsa. And then there is Kaumar Britya for kids who are, let's say, beyond two years to up to seven years or 10 years of age. And it works around everything on how to raise a healthy baby. What kind of emotional influences, what kind of behavioral influences, what kind of food should be given at various stages in a, in a child's life, right, is all covered under these two sections called Bala Chikitsa and uh, Kaumar Britya. Uh, you know, as we all know, most parents of young babies would know, um, as every month goes by, the baby's changing and growing rather rapidly. Mm -hmm. And we see different problems at different ages, right? The problem with teething, the problem with uh, being able to walk, uh, toddling, the, uh, the milestone of being able to speak. And sometimes uh, some kids have later milestones. 
What do you do about that? How do you uh, handle these milestones and how do you ensure that the, the baby or your child hits these milestones at the right time is what is uh, covered under these aspects of Ayurveda. <clears throat> okay, so, so yes, it, indeed it, it handles uh, everything around babies and um, toddlers and you know, kids up to the age of, let's say, 10. Uh, one of the important things that Ayurveda mentions, and this is especially important for young parents and even uh, for pregnant mothers to listen to, is that Ayurveda emphasizes that the type of environment the family creates and the type of environment that a pregnant woman uh, uh, lives under is what is going to influence greatly your baby's temperament. Wow. Okay. So even, yes, yes, even prior, what is very interesting in Ayurveda is even prior to having a child, Ayurveda says that having a child is a massive responsibility. It's a great responsibility because you are contributing to what I earlier said, you know, citizens of the world, okay? Supraja, beautiful, wonderful citizens of the world. And for that, it emphasizes that even before conception, even before you plan to bring a baby into this world, you need to be well-nourished in good health, in good mental, emotional, and physical health, for which the areas called Rasayana and Vajikarana, which is to rejuvenate and to build fertility. So I get clients who sometimes have a challenge conceived and I help them going through these fertility treatments so that they can conceive and mm. leave a mark of their own on this world. Because at the end of the day, having a baby is nothing but replicating a self, a part of yourself and, 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 and putting that impression that I was here, right? That is what the human <laughs> ego is doing when it replicates. It's one way to look it at it. That's that Zubin's way. I love it. I haven't <laughs> thought of yes. it like that, but I like it. <laughs> no, that, that is... That is that that is not that, that is not actually my way. That is the way of Ayurveda. That is what Veda no, say. No, I, I mean that's that, the way that you uh, that's that the way that you're saying. An organism. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We love it. It's great. Uh, and and organism reproduces out of the ego, out of ahankara, which says I was here and I'm going to leave a mark. And therefore, mm. the baby that is going to be born is going to be a reflection of yourself and mainly a reflection of the temperament of the mother. I have had cases wow. where young kids were brought to me for ADHD, for example, okay? And uh, the question arises, does Ayurveda have something for kids with, um, you know, emotional um, disturbances or kids on the spectrum? And yes, the answer is categorically yes. But what I have always seen is that very often the personality of this child is reflected when you are doing the consultation in the personality of the mother, when you go through the mother's experiences through the days of pregnancy, whether they were anxiety ridden, whether they were in a high stress job or high stress relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Those emotions that the mother experiences through pregnancy, things like fear and anger and hatred or, 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 or depression, all of that is going to reflect on the child. Similarly, we know that today there's a big problem of postpartum depression. And whether it is just 
you know, better diagnostics or a, a more aware society where we understand this challenge, right? We understand that when a mother is depressed and a young little child, little baby is not held to the mother's breast, it creates certain issues, right? It creates certain personality aspects uh, uh, coming from developmental trauma that we today identify as empathy failure and affect and sensory dysregulation. All these kinds of things you would be surprised are actually handled in Ayurveda, but they are handled primarily through a preventative manner. And then only are we looking upon them as a therapeutic manner. And and that is, I mean, <clears throat> you, you said a lot there, and so I think I want to decompress a little bit because it it's so important to start talking about this in the way that you talk about it, not just from an Ayurvedic perspective, but from a Western uh, perspective, because this is the way that we should be thinking about things. It is It should be common sense that everything that you do, everything that you are, everything that you feel – everything that you put into your body, obviously that affects you and that affects your baby and all of your emotional state that affects your hormones and your cortisol level and you know all sorts of things, right? And how is that not going to affect your baby uh, and, and your body before you have a baby? And during during your pregnancy, everything is, is you know, it's going back and forth and, and you're passing, um, you know, you're passing chemicals and toxins and everything to your baby and they're growing up in an environment. So why wouldn't that affect them? We know if you have a you know, trauma as a child when you're young, then that can affect you uh, when you're older, right? You can have, you know, all sorts of mental health complications from that. Um, but this absolutely, this is just isn't the way that we think about things in Western medicine these days. We think about things in a treatment perspective, but there are other philosophies and um, brilliant uh, you know, practitioners out there that think in a different way. Right. right? This is about cultivating health right. rather than just fixing the problem, putting a banding on or taking the antibiotic or whatever after there is a problem, right? Mm -hmm. It's looking at our lives, um, our whole lives. Holistically. Holistically. And, and I, and I want to finish by, you know, just mentioning Absolutely. that, that, you know, as an integrated practitioner, I love to work with, with other practitioners. That's how I know Zubin. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of parents out there have all sorts of chronic diseases and, and Zubin touched on a few of them, you know, ADHD, autism, uh, asthma, there are you know, all sorts of things out there, right? And there are, it's great to go to a Western, right. before you go on Zoom, if, if you, you know, it's great to go to a Western doctor and you should, there are lots of amazing treatments that we have in Western world, but if you're kind of stuck up against a wall or you want to think <coughs> about things in a different way, there's absolutely no reason why you can't work with both. There's no reason why you can't work with your regular mm -hmm. you know, pediatrician and then also work with somebody like Zubin or Chinese medicine doctor or, or an acupuncturist. Doctor, acupuncturist, whatever, to complement what you're going through because I guarantee you, and this is way beyond the scope of this, but Zubin knows things that you never thought of and he thinks about things in a way that's completely different than what we're taught here in the Western world. And that very well way of thinking might change the way that you're doing things. And then by doing some different things, you can move towards a place of health because it just comes from a different angle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for some people that's new and different, but you got to find what your comfort level is. But to be, you know, here today is what I wanted to just bring, you know, an awareness about this. We're not going to get into the details of Ayurveda because that's way beyond what, you know, anybody, you know, way beyond what I know or way right. beyond what anybody, you know, needs to know for today. But it's about, um, working together. So you, can you just talk, you know, maybe finish up about talking about working with Western medicine and, and, and how you integrate in 
Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, as far as my practice goes, and most Ayurvedic practitioners are this way, uh, we have no real uh, problem with the, the continuance of Western medicines or Western therapeutics. Um, usually um, when parents bring their child to me or you know, parents come for themselves, uh, I normally tell them, continue with your Western medicine because we work in a very, Ayurveda works in a, at a different level, at a different holistic level. So whilst I, I, would, I would explain it this way that whilst Western medicine works with the data, we work with the metadata. So I work with the overall dynamic that is creating and the causation of the, of the imbalance either of the child or the mother uh, or of the family. And, and when you change the overall dynamic, the, you're removing the ground from under the feet of the illness itself. You are destroying the illness from its base, from its core which is not something that Western medicine does. In fact, Western medicine often, if not always, uh, keeps suppressing the symptoms, but if the dynamic has not changed, the illness itself keeps growing inside the human body. And that is where the challenge is. So usually my clients continue with their Western medicines. They continue with my herbs till one fine day, they suddenly start feeling that they just want to drop off the, the medicines that they are on. And uh, their symptoms are disappearing. They feel healthier, brighter, lighter, cleaner. And they suddenly start realizing that um, the, the lifestyle recommendations and food recommendations that I have usually made are just by themselves sufficient to bring about the change that they are desiring in life. And, and this applies from everything as simple as asthma and coughs and colds to liver cirrhosis and, and, and fibrosis. I have actually worked with cases of fibrosis, Crohn's disease, IBS, hypothyroid and psoriasis and things like that, where you end the medicine, you end the herbal wow. protocols and just start living a healthy life, wow. both yeah. in parents and in children. Right. It's amazing. It is possible. It yeah. is very much possible, though we do not believe that today. You know, Zubin, uh, I, you gave me your card um, right, I don't think it was like weeks after I had my baby, he was in the office when mm -hmm. you were there and I, I wanted to call you and make an appointment with you to take care of me, <laughs> but I haven't done a good job at taking care of me uh -huh. since I've been a parent. Um, so when you're back, I want to see you. <laughs> um, any, any time we are, we are all, we are all destined to meet at the time that we are destined to meet. That's the way it works. I love that. <laughs> Zubin is very wise. You know, I love we'll see, that. You learn this through knowing Zubin. He's a very wise. He has a lot of good like one-liners. You know, I but feel they're just him. They're just they're yours. not one-liners. They're just Zubin. They're but, just Zubin. And, and I and I also I just want to say going back to what Zub, what Zubin said, you know. It's amazing what can happen in natural medicine. That is one of the reasons why I started to learn about natural medicine was just seeing people go to other practitioners after being in the Western model for years and then going to somebody else and getting better and getting off their medications. And that was like, wow, what else do I need to learn? And that's not to say for anybody they should not talk to their doctor or just stop things on their own or just go to uh, you know some other practitioner and then just cut off their seizure medications or something like that. No, no, you need to like work with your team because some things could be unsafe. But the goal is, and this is, you know, Zubin's goal with what he's mentioning is, let me see if we can work to decrease your medication. Let me see if we can get you off your medication. Let me see if we can reverse uh, disease to the point where you don't have anything yeah. clinically. And then, you know, if, if you get to a place where it's safe, 
then maybe you can go off the medication. And if you can go off the medication, why wouldn't you want to do that? And why wouldn't your doctor want you to do that? Why would you want to have somebody on a medication, right? So we do it if we need to. But if you can change your lifestyle and you don't need the medicine anymore to be, you know, to not have depression or to not have thyroid issues or whatever it is, then that, that should be medicine school. That is medicine, right? It's it's a disaster that we've separated right. these two things. That is what Anything. our goal is. <laughs> And uh, there's just one last point that I would like to mention. I know we are out of time. Um, uh, many people have this impression that Ayurveda means, oh, taking a lot of pills and herbs and powders and how will my child do it? When we are working with children, we work in a radically different method. My youngest client was three weeks old. Wow. And Dr. Joel knows about this client. Uh, this was a three-week baby that was brought to me by the parents with very severe thrush that was an unbelievable level of thrush that you know you wouldn't see green, black, as well as white layers. Uh, and all that was given to the baby was a pinch of powder in a little bit of maple syrup, whilst the herbs were actually taken by the lactating mother wow. to change the mother's milk's constitution so that the baby could easily digest it. And we were giving the baby its herbs through the mother's milk. Wow. So if you are a smart, it's called yukti vayaprashaya. You know, using skill, knack, and logic to ensure that you are treating a patient or a client in the right format that is conducive to that particular age and that particular constitution. That is very, very important to understand. Wow. Love it. Wow. I hope wow. that gives some light. So can yes. you tell people where to find you if they're interested in uh, chatting with you? Sure. Um, you can go to www sukham ayu s u k h a m a a y u dot com sukham ayu dot com uh, you can contact me from a contact form or you could uh, send me an email uh, to the email address listed therein awesome well well thank you for sharing your your wisdom uh, with us i mean Ayurveda does a lot of things. Eastern medicine does a lot of things right where medicine is failing right now. And medicine does a lot of amazing things. We've made a lot of amazing strides, but there is absolutely no question we're failing at prevention. Uh, and I, I hope and I dream that one day the two worlds are going to be uh, blended together a little bit better. So that way, you know, we can treat disease, but we can also mostly just prevent it from ever happening. Right. So that way we don't we don't need the pills. Yes. Yes. Um, Zubin, I will be finding you. Thank you so much <laughs> for uh, this lovely chat. Um, I'm not joking. I'm I have I have an issue for Serena you or two. Joke. I don't joke around. Um, I, I'm no, I'm really excited to see you. So um, uh, thank you for sharing. And um, uh, we really appreciate I really appreciate your time. Zubin really is a miracle worker and and you know you you talk or you see a lot of people you know on, on tv or or whatever and they're you know spouting out miracles and, and curing things and whatnot but i see it on a daily basis in the office i've sent my family to him you know he's not the kind of person that does a lot of online stuff and saying things that he can't back up he just has trained with some of the best people in the world and he knows uh you know a science that we just don't really know here and and you know 
he's he's going to be like the next Deepak Chopra or something. I don't know. No, he's, I feel it. He from could him. be. You know, if he, he ever he, like decides he wants to do wanted, online yeah. stuff. <laughs> but but he's also spending his time actually healing people, which is, is. which so. is extraordinary. And I mean, I I this is how you and I came together, right? Is that mm-hmm. is that I was going to a homeopathic doctor since I was 15 years old, and it was all about I learned about cultivating health before you get you know before you get sick and. Mm-hmm. And homeopathic medicine and um, Ayurvedic medicine and acupuncture. I, I I've done, I've done all all of the things and um, and we need this for our, our kids. And I I hope that your wish comes true of <laughs> just one overall balloon of health and wellness and all the doctors are working together to keep us all healthy and off the pills so we can. Live long, healthy, happy lives. All right. Yeah. I mean, we want to have healthy, happy kids, right? So that's what we're we're, we're aiming for here. Yes. Yeah, so I'm truly going to find him. I have um, some some things, some problems that no one else can figure out. So maybe maybe Zubin can. You know where he works. Yes, I do. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's keep raising the bar on ourselves so we can raise amazing children. Thank you all so much for joining us each week. Please be sure to subscribe to the Raising Amazing podcast so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram at Raising Amazing Podcast to catch any extra fun goodies for you and your kiddos. And if you'd like to submit a question to be featured on the show, you can send in your questions to RaisingAmazingPodcast at gmail.com along with your name and your city. That's it for us for now. We'll catch you next Wednesday on Raising Amazing. Happy parenting. May the force be with you.